Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode 32 of the Movie Multiverse Podcast. I am your host, Gabriel Chartier, joined as always by my co-host, Stephen Verville. How are you today, Stephen? Doing good, man. How are you doing? Doing all right. Can't complain. Had my two uh, fantasy football drafts this week. I am uh, looking forward to showing you my teams uh, <laughs> so I can get your opinion. You're you're much more of a football connoisseur than I am, so um, I'm looking forward like- to getting your opinion on that. Um at some point, but uh, yeah. yeah, I'm feeling good. Feeling good. You good. You win a couple championships. Start a new streak. Yeah, I, I've yet to win yet, and uh, <laughs> man, I, I, I'm hoping this year's the year. I, it I might think, be. I think. I think this year is the year. <laughs> you never know, man. Like, yeah. do you guys play for fun, or is there like a prize or you know money or? So one of them, uh, my keeper league, is a money one. Okay. Um, $20 buy-in um, and the other one um, we're just kind of starting it at work so we just decided to go no money this year just for fun um, a lot of people aren't really familiar with uh, football let alone fantasy football yeah and so we just wanted to you know it being like a starter league or whatever like let's let everyone have fun the first year um, and if people want to you know join back next year and uh, feel like putting a little bit of money on it then uh, that's great but yeah uh, didn't want to pressure anyone this year. So. Well, of course, especially if you're not that knowledgeable, like you're, you're just gambling at that point, and that's exactly uh, that's not what the fantasy experience is about. <laughs> that's exactly it. That is exactly it. Yeah, I've never actually uh, done fantasy, mostly because I don't want to add extra stress and pressure <laughs> my weekend. No, that that's fair enough. Like I, I know how much you enjoy your football, and sometimes it can be frustrating as you're watching games and. We've talked about this before, but you're literally getting mad that the guy passed it to the wrong guy. Yeah, and it's like, why Why is this random player from the Tennessee Titans affecting me? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> that's not my team. Literally. Oh, God. It looks fun, and uh, it would probably even enhance uh, your knowledge of the game. So it is it is something that I would like to do, but I, I'm choosing to, st- to stay away from it. <laughs> Fair enough. Have you uh, started any shows in the last uh, little bit? I'm just curious not- here. I, I re- like I have really been debating watching the live action One Piece on Netflix. I've heard nothing but good things, and I've even heard like from non One Piece fans that this show is actually quite good. It's basically Did you watch uh, the original one. I actually haven't. I've watched the first like twenty episodes of like a thousand, so it's like I'm pretty pretty vaguely familiar with the characters. But like I've heard from people who you know, who haven't watched it, who who say it's like genuinely worth it. Like it's like a, like a fantasy pirate kind of world. Like I actually think you might even enjoy it. Like, do you think you'd take a look at that in your spare time? If you ever kind of had nothing to watch the anime show, probably not no, no, like maybe the, the live action. Yeah, yeah, maybe, but I, I don't really have time. To be yeah. Let's say your list is probably too long. Yeah. Yeah. I'm actually, uh, yeah, I've actually just started the show. I've been meaning to watch for a, a long time now. Um, uh, Silo on Apple TV Plus. Okay, yeah. Um, I think we we may have talked about it briefly. Um, but uh, I'm quite enjoying it. Um, so yeah, I'll probably have a review of it. Uh, you know, once I'm finished watching it. But uh, yeah, I've I've been enjoying that. Um, so you you think for sure you're gonna give uh, the One Piece a try, or you're you're not sure yet? Yeah, I'm not one hundred percent. Like I'm leaning toward it. it's just like with football season having just started and you know stuff like that. It's kind of like I've been watching. I've been doing a lot of like football podcasts. I've been you know watching a lot of like 
you know, like fair enough, not, not necessarily preseasons, but like pre-shows and stuff like that. So that's been keeping me busy the last few days. But like once the like excitement of, oh, yeah, football's back, like I'll probably, yeah, I'll probably end up starting it. Like I feel like that's something that I'm probably going to enjoy. So, yeah, it's, it's only eight episodes, right? So uh, I think it's only eight episodes. It is. And it, it covers a very decent segment of the anime. So I, I, I think it'll it'll be nice for somebody who's never really watched it. I think that's probably maybe more what it's actually meant for. Like because people who have watched it are just going to watch they know what's going to happen right it's like watching the witcher after reading all the books yeah yeah no fair enough fair enough um but they, you know you can always change things up a little bit uh keep uh well new viewers who've read the material uh, obviously on their toes right exactly you yeah, always kind of want to do that when you're especially when you're you're redoing something in let's say a different medium or whatever so yeah making it a little unique is the way to go i think exactly all right well uh do let us know if you uh if you do end up watching it that's the plan <laughs> sounds good all right so we had no news for this week um <laughs> those strikes man yeah, um, it's been quiet yeah um but we do have a pretty cool uh, deadpool 3 rumored plot leak um that i kind of wanted to go over with you um so you have no idea what this is oh this is gonna um, be like almost like a little surprise for me so yeah for sure you. So I do want to give a warning because, you know, if you don't want this movie ruined for you or whatever, um, mind you, this is a rumor. So like just I just want to give it like a, a spoiler warning, if you will. Um, yeah, because it could be true. It could be true. But like, who the hell knows until you actually see the movie. Right. Exactly. So, OK, so here it is. Yeah. Apparently, um, well, this first part is kind of obvious, I thought. But uh, apparently this will be sort of a lead up to Secret Wars in a way during the movie realities are starting to collapse and the TVA is starting to pick up heroes from these dying universes to place them in one universe, AKA battle world. Okay. So this might be our first introduction to battle world in Deadpool three. Wolverine is chosen from the Fox universe and goes and finds an imprisoned Deadpool and they go on an adventure to save Wolverine's uh quote unquote fox friends. Okay, I kind of like that. It sounds yeah, really interesting. It's very interesting and it, it's kind of like uh like blurring the lines, right, between Fox and the MCU and potentially where that might lead for these characters. So, I kind of like that. For sure. And the fact that we have the TVA, you know, picking up these pieces and kind of, you know, putting everyone into battle world, um, which I'm assuming their ultimate goal at the end of secret wars is to recreate one singular timeline. It's starting to look that way. And that's where that soft reboot that we talked about a couple of weeks ago kind of comes into play. Uh, maybe they will merge different kind of timelines and, and, and universes and such to give us, like you said, like one main finalized kind of you know contained grouping uh i like this this sounds like a good movie like this sounds like fun sounds silly it sounds like they can get away with it like anything they do you know what i mean like they could be yeah. and it won't affect anything you know what i mean i i just don't know like based on this leaked plot like deadpool's involvement sounds kind of you know non-explained you know what i mean like it sounds like wolverine's gonna be the one that they they want to use and like uh, for some reason, Wade as Deadpool just kind of 
joins like you know what i mean like there's i guess that's something yeah i feel know. like yeah it's it's a little bit like you know maybe they'll just start maybe that's just the way they start you know what i mean they're both separate like we see separate shots of deadpool by himself um we see spe- separate shots of the tva picking up wolverine and then wolverine says i know someone or whatever yeah um, exactly like it's it's like a team-up movie right in a way i guess you could say i agree um, uh also rumored to explore earth uh, 838 post Doctor Strange 2 and Wanda killing all the members of the Illuminati. Um, new members now form the Illuminati um, and they are seeking revenge on Earth 616. Quote unquote. Okay. Again, I think that's cool. Like, so far, this is actually sounding like a really, really good movie. Like, this is this has got blockbuster material written all over it. Yeah. And uh, Emma Corrin, who is rumored to be one of the villains, is supposedly playing Cassandra Nova, who, if you're not familiar, Cassandra Nova in the comics is the evil twin sister of uh, Xavier. Okay. So, yeah, this is not a character I'm super familiar with, so I'm glad you gave me some context, because I was going to... I was just about to Google it. And she is seeking revenge for her brother's death. In that universe. In that universe, yeah. Okay. All right, this is... Yeah, this is coming together. Uh, It's interesting. like this is a rumor, but this this sounds authentic. Like you know what I mean. Like like a lot of this does not sound like fan theory and stuff. Like th- this sounds like something that Marvel would do. So like I'm not saying this is real, but like I definitely would believe it if it was. You know. No, like I read this and I was like, this sounds actually so fucking cool. It does. Um, and like like who like there's still so many details to like you know until we actually see the movie, um, and you know have it in front of our faces to be able to actually break down, um, you know, who the hell knows what the, the minor details will be or whatever. But like, is a place like the void going to be like, you know, battle world or like what, what's happening here? Like, you know what I mean? Like how, how cool, like there's just so many different little details, but I love the fact that the TVA is picking up all the pieces. Um, and the fact that, you know, the TVA we're going to see, we've seen in obviously Loki season one, see again in Loki season two, um, and then, you know, Deadpool three. And now I'm curious to see if we see them again in future um, pieces of uh, MCU media, right? Yeah, it, it almost sounds like they're the ones who are like blurring the lines between these different like franchises, right? And it's, a, it's kind of a good explanation too. Like it's a canonical explanation that doesn't leave you like, this makes no sense. Like it, it makes sense based on, you know, if you, if you watch Loki, like it all makes, it's all adding up. What's cool though about this movie too, is like, this sounds like what fans wanted Dr. Strange multiverse of madness to be like, it's, it sounds like it's going to be a multiverse of madness in a sense where yeah. you've got all these different older characters. Cause they, they've rumored so many characters to be in this movie and they, <laughs> like based on the plot, they're definitely going to do that. And, and it's actually going to make sense in this film's plot. Whereas in, Doctor Strange 2, it probably wouldn't have. Yeah. Like, Doctor Strange should have just been called Doctor Strange in the multiverse instead of Multiverse of Madness. Yeah. And they shouldn't have marketed it where it was like, oh, they've shown us all the cameos in the trailer. So we're going to get definitely a lot more. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I feel that, like, you know what? Imagine in that scenario, we didn't know they had Professor X in that movie. Like, that would have been cool. I think people would have been satisfied. I think it was a marketing thing. So, like, Going back to Deadpool, I really hope they market this movie well once it gets to that point. Mm-hmm. I, this plot sounds so good that I don't want them to overshare. No, I, I completely agree. 
Um, and yeah, part of the disappointment for Deadpool two came, or Deadpool two, uh, Doctor Strange two came from the fact that the marketing was just shit. We've talked about this before, but like, it was it was kind of frustrating. I get it; it made nine hundred and fifty million, but like, you know. I think a but lot people, of people left disappointed, right? Yeah, and, and I think people are are gonna rank this movie very low in their in their MCU rankings because of it. I, I would, and it's not because of the bad marketing. I I just didn't think the movie was what I expected going in, and I, I think that kind of left uh, maybe a, of, a, of a sour taste, maybe a disappointment. But overall, like I love this Deadpool uh, three plotline. Uh, have you seen Deadpool one and two? <laughs> I haven't yet, dude. I gotta watch those. They're so funny. <laughs> Like such, <laughs> I, I have I, heard nothing but great things about them, um, and I know I would love them, but I just I just haven't had the chance to watch them. I will I will for sure see them before Deadpool three comes out. Oh, you have to. But uh, but yeah, no, I I'll watch them probably at some point, maybe later this year or you know. Like there's no rush if, if because like you don't need to watch them tomorrow because this movie's not coming out for a bit. But like for sure, and I I also don't know how relevant the plots of these films will be to uh, Deadpool three. But you also do want to know. Ryan Reynolds is Wade Wilson. Yeah. Like, you well, know what I mean? Like, yeah. Deadpool, like, technically do whatever the fuck he wants, right? Yeah, he's he Deadpool. So, yeah. I feel like that leads to so many really interesting possibilities in, in this movie, obviously, and now being in the MCU. Like, it's just... I love it. Feels like it's all coming together with this movie, right? So... It almost feels, too, like like Hugh Jackman might be, like, after, depending on how this movie goes, he might be back. Like, he might want to continue being Wolverine. Oh, if he's one of the first people that, you know, gets picked up by the TVA or whatever, then for sure he's back. And it's like, I love Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. I know he's not, like, not, he's he's pretty comic accurate, but, like, there's little things about him that aren't, but I don't give a shit. Like, I've been, he's been around since we were kids. Like, <laughs> he's, he's such a dedicated actor to the role, too. Like, his body transformation for the role has always been pre- so impressive to me. And I just, I think he's a phenomenal actor. So keeping him around would be nice because people have been talking about recasting Wolverine for so long and like you don't have to, if you don't really want to, like they could just do it old man Logan eventually again. They will most definitely recast him post secret wars, but he's going to play a big part in this multiverse saga. I feel like. Yeah. Like they might get to a new, like a whole new X-Men genre, like, like not a single returning actor, like all new Mm -hmm. characters. That that's something I could see in the, in like 10, 15 years. But like I think for the like foreseeable future, I think Hugh Jackman might be our Wolverine. Yeah, and, and things are settled, like you said. Yeah, and this in a way, them you know collecting a bunch of heroes, putting them on Battle World, um, trying to create a singular timeline again, is how I feel. You know, we talked about the soft reboot. This is how I feel they do their soft reboot. Because it, yeah, it, it's explained, right? It's not yeah. just oh, Tony Stark's back on screen and he looks different. Like it's more yeah. like oh, that's not our Tony Stark. You know what I mean? Like yeah, I, I you know, it, just using him as an, him as an example because we talked about him so much. Yeah, yeah, no, we did, we did. But uh, <laughs> I like this when when there's a like a story reason for things to be different, and it it's satisfying enough to where you're content. I think that's the way to go. And I think it will be. I trust that they're going to write it. Like, I'm not one of those disillusioned fans where it's like, oh, Marvel can't make a good movie anymore. I don't feel like that. So for me, I have faith this will be cool. And using beloved characters from outside the MCU to make this kind of start forming up is a, is a good genius idea. No, I completely agree. Completely agree. So this uh, this makes me quite excited for Deadpool 3 to come out. Uh, well, who the fuck knows? And the yeah. strikes already, studios. Um, 
Did you I'm have anything else you want to talk about? <laughs> Honestly, not really. Like, I, I was trying to think, too. I was like, what kind of news did we get this week? And then in my head, I was like, nothing. Like, earlier today, I saw that we might be getting the Aquaman uh, Lost Kingdom trailer in the next few days. Sure. Like, that's not news, you know? They're like, going to spend $3 on marketing for that film because they know it's shit. They're honestly, like, it's to the point where it's like, do you really lose money canceling it? Like, you do, but, like... Yeah, like, they're, they're just going to spend $0 on marketing, essentially. They're going to market it to the least amount possible because they don't want to spend any more money on a quote-unquote wasted product, probably, in their opinion. Be, because apparently the movie's terrible. And, like... Yeah. I liked Aquaman one. So like, for me, it's almost like sad because Jason Momoa is one of my favorite actors too. like, in terms of like who he is a celebrity, he's just such a cool guy. It's just such a shame too. Cause like, you know, I'm sure. sure he worked his ass off here and you know, it's probably going to be visually stunning, but like, yeah, this movie's not doing anything for me. Yeah. Like in my opinion, like you, you, you enjoyed the first movie. I thought yeah. it was fine. I have no idea how it made a billion dollars. Honestly, I, I I'm gonna agree with you. I don't know if it's it made no big... sense to me. I when, once I saw it, I was like, "How did this movie make a billion dollars? It's way <laughs> too long. It's it's just the definition of fine. <laughs> it, it is just fine. I agree. It's the visuals for me that like when I watch this movie in 4K, uh, in, you know, in my surround sound setup in my basement, it's it is stunning. Like like there's just it's almost like an Avatar quality in terms of like how they use the lighting and, and the colors of the underwater to make it pop. But like, you're right. It's a very mediocre to mid story. <laughs> and the, the film is significantly too long. The action's good. The acting is, is good. That those are things I will give credit to like, you know, but you know, you're right. Like the villain wasn't that great. Like a billion dollars is shocking to me. Like, is there, actual people from atlantis watching these movies like <laughs> yeah namor and everyone yeah, um, exactly. <laughs> uh anyways um yeah i had nothing else so if uh, if it's cool with you i think we should just move on to the uh ahsoka review part yeah because the uh there's lots to talk about and I, I got the goosebumps just thinking about it so yeah let's get into it <laughs> all right so spoiler warning for ahsoka episode four um part four called fallen jedi man i love this episode yeah because she technically did fall so <laughs> <laughs> fall, actually, she did. i just thought it out of the spot <laughs> uh, this, episode, this was the best episode of the it's, season so far. i think yeah i think every every title kind of has a dual meaning actually so i think it, that's it, they cool. have actually and you kind of get to if you're really like conscious of star wars you kind of know what's going to be the the key moment slash key character arc or whatever in the episode if you're really paying attention to the titles no absolutely absolutely so this episode starts off with uh sabine and hu yang uh working to fix the ship they're i guess they're trying to regain communication and i'm not sure if it's actually like maybe they can't fly anymore either they obviously were just in a big uh, uh space battle last episode so um Probably lots of shit to fix, but they, they can't communicate with Hera right now. So that is their main focus. Um, Sabine and Ahsoka have a, a pretty good conversation here as well. Um, Ahsoka talks about, you know, uh, she fears that there's sort of a difficult choice lying ahead of them. Um, and that if no, if they can't make the trip to go find Ezra, then no one should. Um, and she's 
you know, asking Sabine if she could trust her with this. Um, so I thought this was a fantastic conversation. I agree. Uh, the episode started off where I, you know, where I expected it to, but I, I agree. Like they've had such good chemistry too. Like as the actresses have been progressing, like you can definitely feel like a long, a long history, you know what I mean? Between these characters. And we've never seen these two actresses as these characters on screen together. So yep. like the fact that this is working out so well is just so great. Here's something funny. I actually heard that as a criticism of this show. That what the actress that? that the actresses didn't have any chemistry. Oh. <laughs> I was yeah. like, I was like, what? <laughs> we'll get what? more into it after because I, I do have a little bit of a rant on on like fa- Star Wars fans after. Okay. But like it's been ridiculous online. Like it's hard to read reviews. But yeah, anyway, we'll get back into that after. <laughs> Sounds good. Um, so uh Sabine and Ahsoka make their way back on the ship, and Huang uh goes to do some repairs underneath. Um, he gets attacked by uh one of the droids, um, and um signals to Ahsoka and Sabine uh, to come and help. Um, to which we have a pretty cool uh, fighting sequence here. Um you know, so cool seeing Sabine again in her uh, Mandalorian armor. Um, it's absolutely fantastic. Yeah, that translates. It translated so well to live action too. And like using her blasters and, you know, she's using her arm gauntlets. Like, I, I like that. And it was a nice, simple scene. Like, you know, it doesn't always have to be like a lightsaber duel or, you know what I mean? Like sometimes it's just barely, to- barely a minute long. And it's yeah, a fantastic a fight sequence. Star Wars. Like I, I liked it. Uh, you know, it was a great start to the episode. For sure. Um, so Ahsoka and Sabine go off after the map, uh, to which we have a pretty cool moment that essentially, I guess, in a way, foreshadows what's happening later on. Uh, Huang essentially asked them to stay together, that, you know, they he felt they always worked best together. Yep. Um, and, uh, yeah, they have a little bit to... <laughs> they have a little bit of fun with that poke fun at uh, Huang so I thought that was really cool um, Hera back on home one is leaving and disobeying orders and you know just going by herself uh, along with a few X-Wings we have the return of Carson so that's pretty cool yeah I as soon as I saw him though like I'm not even gonna lie I was like I wonder if Zeb's gonna show up now like you know what I mean? because <laughs> we last saw them together yeah, they they interacted together in Mandalorian season three yeah yeah I, I really like that though that he like it's almost like a like an Easter egg that he's in all these shows now you know what I mean <laughs> no for sure but he's been in all of them you're right yeah he was in Mandal <laughs> season two he was in was he in Book of Boba Fett he was yeah uh, yeah, so then he's a he, Mandalorian season three. He, now he, uh, he's, he's the one who caught uh, he caught Mando in space when he was said. Uh, oh yeah, when his, he was uh, testing out for, uh, for a test You're right. Flight. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I forgot about that. But no, like I've been, I I love seeing him in the show, and uh, you know, it's just cool to see X wings in live action. Like I, I like I know that we saw that a lot in like the Force Awakens and you know stuff like that. But like, I, it's just such a classic ship design. It's awesome. And yeah. also, the ghost <laughs> was in the scene, which looks great in live action too. Love the ghost. Great ship. Love the ghost. <laughs> so uh, Balon and Morgan uh, begin the calculations for the hyperspace jump. Um, obviously, this is a much more complicated jump than any jump I think anyone's ever done in their life. Um, so pretty cool to see that happening. Um, and then all of a sudden, we get duels between uh, Maroc and uh, Ahsoka and Shin and Sabine. Duel number two. 
And it, it, it was just cool. And you can also definitely see the difference in experience between somebody like Ahsoka and Sabine, because Ahsoka kind of takes care of business pretty easily, whereas yeah. Sabine is like legit fighting for her life. Now, also, that is a force attunement thing, probably. But still, it's just it's just a cool little detail, because sometimes they don't really blur those lines in Star Wars where that's an experienced fighter and that one's not. So I thought that was really cool to see. No, I completely agree. And uh, Ahsoka being the experienced fighter she is, I thought this was very reminiscent, and I've seen a lot of people make this comparison online, of uh, her versus the Inquisitor um, in Tales of the Jedi. Yeah, I thought the um, same thing. So she really takes care of Maroc there. Um, and we find out that he is some sort of sinister night sister dark magic being. <laughs> yeah, people were not happy. Who cares? Because, you know, exactly. And it's the funny thing is, is people set themselves up like this new character in a mask is definitely Starkiller. It's like, what are you guys doing? Like, it's, it's, it's fucking, he's a new character. Like, I, I don't know what the hell people were expecting. Yeah. Like, like a random Inquisitor, they're not going to make this random character in, in Ahsoka, who's clearly a B character, like Balon's bitch, basically. They're not going to make that Starkiller. Like, let's, let's be clear. God. I like, like for everything else that happened in this episode, that's what you're like hanging on to. Yeah, exactly. Right. It's because people <laughs> expected him to be something. And he was a cool looking inquisitor who got his ass handed to him. We, like you said, we've seen this before and I don't care. I'm happy with it. Ahsoka should be beating inquisitors easily. You know yeah. what I mean? Like let's not make them extremely relevant characters. Like it's fine. Like sure. I, I, I liked it. The duel was cool. I liked the, the, uh, the gas effect. That came out of his chest. I thought that was sick. I liked it. It was cool. It kind of, it kind of looked creepy in a way, right? I agree. Like ominous. Yeah, and like I felt like that was sort of a tone that we really saw in Clone Wars and in Rebels when we were when we were around that sort of dark magic from the Night Sisters. So I felt like that tonally just completely fit. Oh, I agree completely. It was it was cool. Yeah. Um. So uh, Sabine essentially tells Ahsoka to leave and go after the map, and so she does so. Um, and then we get her approaching the uh, half sphere uh, area and where the map is being held and being uh, used to calculate the coordinates for the hyperspace jump. And we get a quick little conversation between Ahsoka and Balon. Um, and then they begin to duel. Um, and Shin and Sabine continue dueling um, in the forest where they're at. Like nonstop action at this point in the episode too, you know what I mean? Like so fucking cool, man! Oh my god! And also, we had some incredible conversations in between, right? Yeah. So like, it wasn't like just just mindless fun. It, there was a lot of thought, especially later on in the episode, like after the the action, like we're we're basically boiling down to the end of the episode. Like there is some really thought provoking discussion. So like I loved that we had just such a great like action packed center here, uh, and like these like the duel with Balon and Ahsoka was was really neatly phenomenal. Done. phenomenal the whole time though i was thinking i was like why don't you pull out your second lightsaber like that was the one thing in the episode i was like you are saving not saving it for later saving it for later use your second lightsaber <laughs> like, what are you doing, the stakes are so high ahsoka what are you doing yeah, like i was almost like, a little nervous i was like what are you doing but you're, i love talking people. to sabine about sacrifices <laughs> she's got the second lightsaber on her fucking hill there like you're fully trained with the second lightsaber you've been using oh, the second God. lightsaber since you were a teenager like, what yeah. are you doing but no I, I loved it i thought it was cool i i liked the different like level of like intensity even like you could definitely tell like balon fights in a different 
He's much more forceful in a way. Exactly. There you go. That's the term. He he fights at a different caliber in terms of physical uh, strength, whereas Ahsoka is more of like a like like a, a majestic like yeah. technique user rather. Like it, it's it again showcasing those lightsaber uh, stances and and combat techniques that we were talking about last week and actually seeing them in in an actual fight. Yeah, no, I thought I thought this was just an absolutely fantastic duel uh, between the two of them. Um, so Ahsoka gets a, I guess, a one-up on Balon and removes the map, um, to which she gets essentially her hand burned, um, and is essentially injured. Um, so I feel like in this way, like it would have been like, like you're saying, why didn't she grab the two lightsabers? Like it would have been cool if she had two lightsabers and then did this and then couldn't grab her second lightsaber because of the injury. Um, so that would have been cool in a way. But again, like I have no issues with like I have almost zero issues with this episode. So, you know, this is like a super minor thing. Oh, I agree. Like it was more of me being like thinking about it from a Soka's point of view and not like, oh, this is this was stupidly directed. You know what I mean? Like it was more of like <laughs> in universe thoughts and in universe things like characters make mistakes. Like, you know what I mean? So it is what it is. For sure. Um, so we cut back to uh, Shin and Sabine, um, to which Shin gets the upper hand on Sabine, and then Sabine Puts her hand out. Now, what are your thoughts here? Did she use the force a little bit or did she not? And uh, because Shin did flinch, but like, I don't know if that's like her flinching because she put her hand out suddenly or her flinching because, you know, she used the force a little bit. You know what I mean? Some people are saying the the score was a little bit of a force score there. So like, I'm kind of not sure. I felt like she didn't use the force, but what are your thoughts? I, I I'm gonna agree with you. I when I watched it, I thought it was more of like Shin bracing for impact, and then okay, yeah. if you read Shin's face, like she's surprised in the sense I think that nothing happened. So I think it was more like Sabine tried to use the force, and legitimately nothing happened. I actually quickly watching the episode at first, I thought she threw something at her. Oh, okay, interesting. You know what I mean? Like, because I didn't expect her to use the force, right? Because it's, it's Sabine. So I was like. Oh, she threw something at her. Oh, wait, no, I see what happened there. Like they were trying to do like a, oh, she tried to use the force. It didn't work. So I, I'm agreeing with you. I don't think she used the force there. I, I think it was a, a a flinch and a brace for impact kind of situation. And yeah, again, I, I think they're teasing her eventually using the force. Uh, I, I don't think she used it there. And I don't think her power, like if she does eventually use the force, I don't think her powers are going to be anywhere near uh, what we've seen in other, you know, force sensitive beings. You know no. What I mean? I'm expecting something like, oh, she she moves something. Like maybe she uses the force to pick her lightsaber up, or, or, or uses her force to, you know, in in fighting, be able to sense other people's movements or stuff like that. Not, something like yeah. not not literally, you know, uh, you know, Ray Skywalker lifting all those rocks in exactly, episode eight. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I agree. Um, so yeah, <laughs> and pretty cool little moment there. She just immediately uses her. Her Mandalorian, yeah, uh, her Mandalorian upbringing to uh, get an upper hand on Shin there, um, but then Shin throws like a smoke bomb of some kind, and then they get separated. So, um, back to Ahsoka and Balon. Uh, Ahsoka is obviously injured now. Um, Balon is forcefully just fucking going after her, um, and you could see Ahsoka is kind of really struggling, um, and uh, Shin shows up. Ahsoka, like you can see like some emotion in her right there because she thinks, you know, Sabine is dead. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, and she fucking uses her last little bit of energy there pretty much to fucking knock Shin out. That was a pretty cool moment. I love that. That was like a little bit of a rage moment from Ahsoka. That was very Anakin-like of her. <laughs> yes. And then immediately Sabine shows up. Uh, Ahsoka tells Sabine to destroy the map. And then uh, Balon essentially forcefully throws her off a cliff uh, through, I guess, a lightsaber swing. <laughs> um and then Sabine um, is being talked to by Balon, and like Balon reads her and knew he had her immediately. He oh, yeah. This is that thought provoking conversation that I was talking about earlier. Like, I love this. Like, this showcased this character's wisdom so much that I was like, I was genuinely like impressed. I was like, holy shit, this is so well written. Like, I, I just really, really enjoyed this conversation. For sure. Um, and Sabine has a difficult choice here. Like, let's not kid ourselves. This is not as easy or as simple as people have tried to make it out to be. Obviously, we find out that family Sabine died on Mandalore, probably during the purge. Yeah. Um, what exactly happened is kind of unknown, but Balon seems to insist that it's because Ahsoka didn't trust her in a way. Mm -hmm. Um, so kind of. You know, we didn't get Sabine or Ahsoka's side of this, so it's only Balon talking. Um, he's obviously trying to manipulate her right now. So um kind of unknown, but it's it's kind of cool to get a little bit of history there. Um, a little bit of more insight. But yeah, sorry, go ahead. If you were no, I was about to say like, I agree. Like it's it's kind of leaving you with questions and they'll probably be answered. So yeah. it's kind of setting up probably a plot or uh, some sort of plot line. Some sort of conversation. And then, you know, exactly. to get, you know, Sabine and Ahsoka to finally get over their past and finally move forward together, probably potentially in later episodes or whatever. Uh, uh, yeah, exactly. Um, but Sabine's choice here. So she thinks Ahsoka is dead, right? Ahsoka just got thrown off the cliff. She has to think, what does she do if she kills, the, if she shoots the map, right? Does does the blaster even work in one shot? Who the fuck knows? You we know, don't. That's she the... does destroy it. She's dead. Like they're killing her. She has no shot against those two. You know what I mean? Yeah. I... Lastly, she she's making an emotional choice here. Obviously, I think that much is clear. But in her opinion, for what she's like, Ezra is the last person that she loves. That you know might still be alive. And yeah. so, like, for her, the choice is easy. You know what I mean? Like, for her, it's like, I might get to see, like, just the slimmest shot at maybe seeing Ezra again for her is worth it here. And so I completely understand this decision. Even if, you know, it is potentially not the, it's not the noble choice. It's not the Jedi choice. It's very much an emotional choice. I completely understand it. Yeah, th th this point in the episode, uh, I knew she was going to give it to him. But yeah, it it's tough. Like looking at it from a Jedi point of view, yeah, she, she fucked up. But looking at it from a human perspective, uh, you know, somebody who, you know, cares for, um, you know, her, her missing friend. And like you said, one of the last people in her life that actually matters and somebody that she's been probably longing to, you know, see again. Uh, it is tough. Like, people are judging, I'm sure. Uh, but 90% of people would make the same decision. Now, 
it was a stupid decision, especially given the fact that Thrawn is a genuine threat. Like he's yes. not just a, he's not an Ahsoka threat. He's not a he's not a Sabine threat. He is a threat to the galaxy. So this is like such a grave choice. But I, I agree. Like I understand her decision here, and it does showcase that she's not just you're holier than thou Jedi at this point. You know what I mean? Like that's not where her her mind is. So, like, do you think if the roles were reversed and it was Ahsoka, do you think she would have destroyed it? She absolutely would have. I agree. There we go. Not, not, not even. It's not even a question for me. No, and even if she knew she was going to die, she would have. I, I completely agree with that. Yeah. No. It's, it's a character thing, and there's a lot of characters that I could name that would have destroyed it, but Sabine is not one, and I, I didn't expect her to. So it wasn't no. a surprise at all. And also, if she destroyed it, the show is over in in yeah. in a way, right? And so. Like I've seen some people too say, like you know, it's completely out of character for her to do this, and like I, I, I again, I, don't, I disagree with that. I completely disagree. Exactly, it's it, it that makes zero sense. You, you don't understand I Sabine surprised as a if character. She tried to destroy it. Yeah, you don't understand Sabine as a character if you if you felt like she was gonna destroy it. <laughs> like I think even Hera would have given it to him. Like you know what I mean? Like I, I think it's it's very character based. But then I think there's some characters like I thought Ahsoka wouldn't have. I don't think Kanan would have. So it's it's very character based, and I, this was very much in character for her. And also, she was persuaded by the fact that Balon basically said, "Like, I'll reunite you with Ezra. I will not hurt you. You can even come, kind of yeah, thing, right? You have my word. Like you, you, and such. You know, he, there was such an honorable tone there that you know I would have believed him. I, I, like he doesn't seem like we'll talk more about it after, but I don't think he seems very evil in in the sequence. No, he seems uh, seems like he's just on a mission. And this is what the mission needs of him right now, essentially. Exactly. Yeah. So obviously the next thing that happens is uh, Sabine gets uh, force choked by Shin, uh, to which we really see at this point uh, Balon's promise to, you know, keep her alive and let her um, go with them on the trip to uh, find Thrawn slash Ezra. Um, so, yeah, uh, calculations proceed. Um, and finish, uh, they get the final coordinates needed to be able to make the trip. Uh, and Balon then destroys the map. Yeah, him destroying the map actually surprised me. Uh, but it makes sense, right? He doesn't want to be followed and, and yep. doesn't want to even allow the chance for somebody to follow him. I, I have a little fan theory that I'm going to mention later about it, but uh, I think there's a chance that we still might be able to uh, figure out where they went. <laughs> Burning into the hand? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's funny. Did you also think of that, or is that just me being very generic? I did, but uh, I'm not sure if that even could happen. So well, we can talk I, about I, it after. For me, it's more like, a, how the hell are they going to get there? They they needed they needed a fucking hyperspace ring. Uh, so again, you know, we'll talk more about that after we're done with the uh, the plot. <laughs> Sounds good. Um, so Hera and crew arrive. Uh, to essentially Morgan, Balon, Shin, and Sabine making their my my. Jesus Christ, that was the, that was difficult. Um, their <laughs> massive uh, hyperspace jump, and uh, yeah, quite the hyperspace jump it was. It, it was yes, and a, a few of uh, our our unnamed X-wing pilots uh, shall rest in peace. Yeah, and fucking, I think one of the most visually beautiful things I've ever seen in a Star Wars movie, and it's in one of the most hated Star Wars movie, um, Episode Eight, the Holden maneuver. Okay, yeah. I think that's one of the most visually spe- beautiful, just beautiful moment that we've ever seen in Star Wars. I, I agree in the sense that it looks incredible. And also the 
uh, audio in that sequence is so uh, oh, it's done so well. well done. Like that is one of those moments in in that movie that is is really special. So I, I agree with that, and like I, I felt a similar kind of like ooh, like you know, hyperspace can be beautiful, and I felt yes. that episode as well. Um, so yeah, obviously uh, a few of the X wings are just completely done for. Um, kind of uh, get uh, thrown into each other essentially. Um, but uh, uh, Carson and uh, the uh, the ghost are fine, obviously. Of course. Um, and then we get the uh, little bit on the nose here, but Jason essentially see- saying he has a bad feeling, obviously hinting to us that he's force sensitive or exactly. confirming it for, you know, I think most people thought he would be. So, Well, if he wasn't, I think people would have been a little disappointed. Then we cut to, um, sorry, we cut to Huang, uh, who's essentially calling out to Sabine and Ahsoka. Yep. Um, and then we cut to the cliff where Ahsoka fell off of, and we get one of the most amazing endings to an episode I think I've ever witnessed in my life. Um, and I, well, I told you this, but like as soon as the episode ended, I was like, "Oh my god!" And I restarted the episode and watched it again. <laughs> well, it's such a special ending, right? And I don't blame yeah. you. So Ahsoka wakes up in the world between worlds. And then we get the outstanding hello snips. Goosebumps. And just goosebumps. Uh, Ahsoka turns around to see a youngish looking, uh, very Revenge of the Sith looking Anakin Skywalker. Hayden and, Christensen. Yes, played by Hayden Christensen. Um, and the episode ends pretty much right there. We get a little bit of the a hint of the uh, Vader theme and episode ends. Peter Ramsey. Dave Filoni, you beautiful bastards. You have done it. I legit had goosebumps. Like, there's just something about, you know, being, you know, growing up in the 2000s and watching the prequels and, like, Anakin being kind of like, you know, the guy and seeing Hayden Christensen getting his flowers now. Like, that, that's that's special to me. And and seeing him interact with Ahsoka in live action just, you know, that, that's a treat. Like, that, that's, that's, what you, that's why we love Star Wars, you know? Yeah, no, it is. Um, so this is probably the best episode of the season. Oh, easily. In my peak, opinion. Peak Star Wars. It, peak peak Star, Wars. Star Wars. Yes. Dave Filoni is showing that he understands where this was supposed to go. And that's because, well, not because, but it's, it's really showcasing that, you know, he and George shared a vision. You know what I mean? It wasn't like he's going off it. Like it almost feels like this is what the plan was all along. And it's just, it's, it's such a smooth transition. The timeline's working out great. I, I'm just loving it, man. Like this, this episode did it for me. Yeah, man, man, what an episode. Um, one thing I want to talk about right now actually is um Ray Stevenson because he's yeah. been absolutely perfect, phenomenal. Yeah, perfect. Show. Honestly, the he might be like my favorite character in this show. Uh, especially after this episode, like he gave it his all. I, I'm I'm heartbroken that he's not able to see this wonderful reception he's getting to this character. Yeah, uh, rest in peace, Ray. And uh, man, what a what a spe- he stole this episode though. Like like I said, like this this was this was his episode. He just has uh, such a great on screen presence. It's just it's unbelievable. It's so much watch. dimension to it. Um, Ooh. and like you said, it's a shame that he can't actually see the reception he's been getting because, wow. This might be the best new Star Wars character in live action we've gotten since. I'm trying to think of a more recent character, but like it's been a while. 
like since we've gotten an original not from comics not from tv like from the cartoons like original live action character like i can't think of any with this quality that we've gotten in a long time like maybe moff gideon was the last one you know what i mean so this is this is a just a great written character and he is acted to perfection i I, i'm absolutely loving him yeah I, i mean i would probably agree with that um Obviously, I don't think Moff Gideon's character was... I don't think the arc he went on in Mandalorian Season 3 was that great, to be honest with you. No, no, no. Um, but but, uh, talking... but no, no, I, I, I would definitely agree. I would definitely agree. Um, Okay, let's talk about Sabine's choice a little bit. Yeah, um, sure. So we already did so a little bit, but, like, you kind of, like... I don't, I don't understand these people. Maybe do you want to go on your rant right now? For, <laughs> okay. I think <laughs> for Star Wars uh, fans, because... I just don't understand these people, these people that are saying, you know, this is not her character. This is not who she is. Like, first of all, this is exactly who she was in Rebels. And second of all, she's now lost her entire family, her, you know, whether it's family or fucking, you know, love, she loves Ezra. And so she's been without Ezra, who was probably her best friend throughout most of the most of the Rebels show um, for fucking 10 years. That takes its toll on people, like on, yep. on someone, right? So I just don't understand this. This, you know, this is not the Sabine I know. Yes, it very much is. You just haven't been paying attention. Yeah, like so. I'm I'm gonna agree with you on that completely. Like that, that was in character. I don't think it was a good decision. Uh, that you're allowed to believe that, but that was a correct decision for Sabine as a character. Like they, the writers understood that's what she would have decided. Like Filoni's involved here. He created this character like do people really think that they're they don't understand the character like i'm confused uh but like on to the actual topic of like star wars fans like this show's been getting really good reception like have you been seeing good reception on this show online yeah so the, like the reception i've seen online for me it's been like you know 95 percent positive um here okay, or there be- um but like i've been watching some reaction videos or whatever here or there because i like re-watching the highlights of fucking Ahsoka, right? Yeah. Um, that's why a lot of people, and you know, to be able to watch it with someone for the first time, that's a, a lot of the appeal of watching reaction videos, right? So, but I feel like some of these reactors, <laughs> I, like, I, I'm not sure how how much they understand the characters sometimes. Um, and so it's kind of like frustrating sometimes watching you're like, man, this is not Sabine. It's like, yes, it very much is. You just, yeah, haven't, you just haven't been paying attention or you haven't refreshed your Star Wars memory in a little bit, um, which fair enough. Not everyone has the time to fucking rewatch Rebels, four seasons of Rebels before fucking Ahsoka comes out, right? Um, but yeah, no, I just like the reception has been mostly good, but I have seen these criticisms here or there. Of of the show of characters, um, another one I was telling you about, you know, the oh, the chemistry between uh, Rosario Dawson and Natasha Liu Borduso, uh, if that's I hope I said her name correctly there, but like it's really not great. It's like what the fuck are you talking about? Like, <laughs> yes, there is a tension between Ahsoka and Sabine, but that is very much intentional, um, because there is a history that we don't exactly understand, um, between the two, um, so. Um, yeah, and if it's like anywhere near what was kind of explained to us in this episode where, um, you know, Sabine wasn't allowed to go help her family on Mandalore and her entire family died, um, that could be somewhat understandable in a way that, that unheard uh, friction, right? Yeah, no, you're, you're 100% correct. Like, I just, 
people are complaining to complain. I think. Um, Typical seeing... Star Wars fans, right? Exactly, and that's why it's like they've become almost unbearable for me. Like not in general. Like obviously, there's some amazing Star Wars fans out there, uh, and I like talking about Star Wars, but I, I hate having to defend characters and, and actresses <laughs> and actors over idiotic people who are complaining for nothing. Like yeah, sometimes I get it. Like sometimes they do fuck up. Like that's life. No, that's- I I completely uh, I completely echo that. It's it's it can be frustrating at times, but uh, what are you gonna do? I guess. Yeah, exactly, and like. Another one I've been people have been complaining about Rosario Dawson as Ahsoka. Uh, like, why? Yeah, like they're saying she's not like uh, like she doesn't have the smile and the what do you say like how, the excitement of being a Jedi that, that she had in the Clone Wars, but like she was a teenager in the Clone Wars. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? She's a full grown adult now. This is also a very serious topic in the season, right? Like, like this isn't something where Ahsoka is going to be having a good time. Like, like no, exactly. Thrawn is a big deal. So, like. She'll get to that though. Like people are acting like she can't be that old Ahsoka. Like, like it's not in her acting range. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know. I, I'm just. I, I find myself so frustrated. Like on like Twitter and, and TikTok and stuff. Watching this, like people were hating on Hera too. Like, what? One of the best parts of the show. Yeah, like legit. <laughs> like legit, people are hating on like you said, Sabine and and Ahsoka's dynamic. They're also hating on. Sabine's choices. They're also hating on Rosario Dawson and also on her. Like these are these are aspects of the show that I fucking love. Yeah. So it's it's no. pissed me off, but it's like it is what it is. Like I'm gonna enjoy the show. I'm gonna give them their flowers, and those people are wrong. <laughs> those people, those people are wrong. They're wrong. Um, and uh, no, I completely. It can be frustrating. So let's let's just not uh, talk about the negative anymore, and let's uh, focus on the positive and the, uh, the the fan theories, I guess, coming out of uh, so many theories of this uh, this episode. So uh, next thing I want to talk about is the uh, world between worlds. So yes, so fucking cool seeing this in live action. Um, I was legit like shook when I saw it. I was like, oh my god, no fucking way. Um, <laughs> so. There are multiple possibilities here. Yeah. How do you think Ahsoka made it into here? Shit. Um, well, my initial thoughts when I watched the episode, I thought she just maybe the Force saved her and teleported her there. I, I don't know. I, I, could, I didn't really, I didn't think about it too much, but then you were like, yeah, I think she's dead. And I was like, oh. Yeah, so what, what I meant by that, I guess in a way, um, so little bit of uh, backstory, I guess, here for Ahsoka, for the people who haven't seen Clone Wars or, or Rebels. Um, Ahsoka dies in the Mortis arc in the Clone Wars. Now, what I think is super fucking cool about the Mortis arc um, is, is it shows this mysterious side of the Force. Obviously, Ahsoka, Obi-Wan, and Anakin all were all there together for i think it was three episodes if i'm not mistaken yeah it was a, it was in the clone wars arc typical arc three episodes yes exactly so um ahsoka dies and then the daughter who represents the good side of the force um there's there, there were three beings there there was the dad who kept the balance between there was the brother who uh kind of was i guess the evil one we'll say and the and yeah. the the daughter who was uh represented the good side of the force the, the the daughter gave her life to save Ahsoka. And then since that point on, there's been a an owl, I believe, called Morag, who has essentially been following Ahsoka around. And many people have theorized the owl to be the daughter and sort of a guardian angel for her. Yes. 
So, um, that being said, uh, the world between worlds was obviously reintroduced to us in Reb or was introduced to us in Rebels, I should say. Um, and Ezra finds it um, and is able to access it through uh, a mural which shows the three mortis gods. Yeah. Um, once he gets in there, um, he actually goes back and and this is where I'm kind of saying, you know, she died twice or whatever. I think Vader kills her, would have killed her if Ezra didn't pull her out in the world between worlds. Yes. Okay. You know what I mean? She would have died. She, you didn't are... die. she didn't die, but she would have died. She was supposed to. Exactly. So this this is the first time or technically the second time that the Force have, has intervened to continue Ahsoka's life and Ahsoka's path. Yeah. Um, and so now I believe this is the third time where she was supposed to die and the force intervenes and says, your work here is not done essentially. Mm -hmm. So that is my opinion. So very similar to what I thought, right? I thought the force saved her, right? So you're, you're in agreement with that? Yes. But who saved her, I guess could still be answered here. We Um, we There's yeah. So like like last time obviously Ezra pulled her out so did someone pull her out here or I don't know um there's a theory going around um and I actually really like this theory because of how how much the Mortis gods were interested with Anakin when in that original Clone Wars arc yep um and Anakin was always projected to be the uh he will bring balance to the force um there's a theory going around that Anakin is now a Mortis God. I've been seeing that theory as well. And he, you know, he pulled her out, but he's not, he's Anakin, the Mortis God now. You know what I mean? You know, that would make sense. I actually saw theories like that as well. I actually saw one that he's the brother. So the evil Mortis God in this scenario. Hence the Vader theme playing. At the yes. End. And that's where people were getting that from. And also, uh, Sam Witwer, we talked about this a little bit over uh, over the week that he confirmed he did work on Ahsoka. Yeah, Sam Witwer voiced the the brother in the Mortis arc. Interesting. Okay, so that's where people are starting to think. He, like, I'm not saying Anakin's for sure him, but mm-hmm. we're, there's a good chance he he appears here at some point in the next episodes. Yeah. There's also the sorry to cut you off. There, there's also the possibility that someone is in Anakin's skin per se and trying to manipulate Ahsoka here. Yeah, that's why the people thought it was the brother. Yeah, that's pending to be Anakin and kind of yeah, like manipulating her. I I do think it might just be Anakin though. Yep, that's possible. It's possible. I, that's my hope. Uh, there was something like I just don't know if a being pretending to be Anakin would have done the hello snips and you know what I mean. Yeah, I mean I guess you know being a force, a force being that powerful, you'd be able to ha- hack into anyone's really uh, memories and stuff yeah, like that in order to induce an emotional response. But yeah. No, that's 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 totally fair. Um, but I think this is just so interesting because they can go into so many different possibilities here. Um, now, another thing I've been seeing online and, uh, you know, they're talking about like seeing alternative fucking Revenge of the Sith paths and shit like that. The, the, the world between worlds is not a means to the fucking multiverse. <laughs> no, this is not happening. Um, no. They're not changing the, because no. I know some people are already thinking, oh, we'll get new sequels out of this. No, 
I've seen that, by the way. That's not Jesus me. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I've seen people saying, like, they're going to rewrite the story and we're going to get new sequels. It's like, no, oh. because Ray was literally talking in the original World Between Worlds episode where Ezra fucking showed up. That show's not canon. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Rebels is now not canon. Rebels uh, is but... canon. <laughs> oh no, I, I've just been seeing some hilarious stuff about it, but no, like this—that's such a such a pathway, though, for not a multiverse, but for the actual galaxy. Yeah, it's just yeah, it's just a, a place that is n- not within space and time, I guess you could say, because it is all of space and time together at the same time, happening together at the same time. Like it, it is very complicated. I guess in a way, it's kind of like the TVA. Yeah, but there, but the TVA has somebody there to explain it to you, right? Yes. We, we need some explanations. We like, need Mobius. We we need a character to straight up explain what it is, and we just don't have that. We might maybe, get, maybe that'll be Anakin. Gods are involved here. Yeah, they might they might give us details, but right now, like like this is the exact halfway point of the show. By the way. And yes. I think this is an insanely good spot to end halfway. Like, like if we were had a mid-season finale like this, I think we would have all been like, oh my God, you know? Yes. Uh, so I think this is perfect. Like, I, I think there's so many ways. I'm having a hard time theorizing, though. Like, all week I've been thinking about it. Like, what's going to happen? And I, I don't know. Genuinely. I'm just so excited for the next episode. Like, the next episode is going to be real. going to be special. And there's multiple facets. Obviously, the way this one ended. And also they're playing this episode in theaters so something is going to be impressive here and dave filoni's directing and, and and it's long like it's almost a 50 minute episode like dave dave is going to do his thing what do you expect to happen in this upcoming episode damn well obviously we're gonna get i i'm really hoping we get some sort of, like we just talked about some sort of explanation um whether that comes um from mortis gods or whatever or anakin is now a mortis god um I'd love to see that. I guess I'm not saying what I expect this episode. I'm saying what I want to see. Okay. Um, <laughs> we'll get to um, that too. Yeah. Um, what's, what I feel like would be really cool to see too is you remember how uh, you remember how Ezra was, uh, as he was walking through the world between worlds, he was hearing voices. He was hearing, he was seeing different points in time of shit happening. <laughs> I would love to see some different, you know, live action scenes here or there. You know what I mean? Like okay. whether it's from the original trilogy, whether it's from the sequel trilogy, whether it's from the um the uh, the prequel trilogy, I would love to see some live action stuff. You know what I mean? Like really tied in kind of thing, right? For sure. Like 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 can we see you know a two second sequence of Vader and Obi Wan's fucking fight? You know from Obi Wan. Yeah. Okay. Can Fuck we yeah. see a, a sequence from you know Revenge of the Sith? Can we see a small sequence of when Luke turned Darth Vader or Anakin back to the light Yes. in episode six? I would love that. I agree. Can we see a small little showdown between fucking Ray and Palpatine at the end of episode nine? Yeah. Shit like that. You know what I mean? I agree. Like, and th- you know, this episode, I- I'm having a hard time, like, like I said, predicting, but like, I agree. Like, I would love to see that. So if we're looking in through the sphere of what we want to see, yeah. Please hit me with that. Um, like, like, I don't want to get my hopes up or anything, but I feel like now is the opportunity to do shit like that. And that way you could literally explain that this is all of time happening at the same time. You know, all of time is happening right now. 
And you can really illustrate that because you have the past, you have the future. Um, there's just so many ways you can go with this. And I feel like that's an, it would be an excellent way of trying to explain it. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I feel like that would be really cool. Yeah. I would also like to even see some stuff we don't know. Like, uh, like there's a few, a few clips or whatever that you see. That's like, who is that? You know what I mean? Yeah. That could, that could tease the future or something like that. Like the or, acolyte or, you the, know what I mean? Like, like I was literally just about to say acolyte. Yeah. Like tease, tease the future projects or even tease something that you haven't even written yet. Just something like, holy shit, that that's coming at some point. Like we're going to see old, like four or five Jedi or four or five Sith in one scene. What's going on here? Like, you know what yes. I mean? Like, yes. Give us something juicy and they're going to, because this episode is in my opinion, going to be very much focused on this section. Uh, I am expecting though, uh, this is more of an expectation and also hope we're going to get, we're going to get flashbacks of, Anakin with Ahsoka when they were young in the Clone Wars. I feel like that would be cool seeing that live action. We're going to. I, I think it's like almost fact because it makes sense, right? For sure. There's been rumors of ca a, a casting for a young Ahsoka, um, and it makes sense, right? Th this might be a throwback too. Like there might be like a reasoning for it rather than just oh, it's a it's a flashback. I think there might be a story reason for that to happen. Maybe it's Balon being you know Anakin talking about Balon when they were younger or stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Because he he kind of insinuated they he met him, so you never know. Like there, because maybe Ahsoka needs his help, right? Like, how do I defeat this guy? Like, oh, you mean Balon, whatever. Da, da, da. And we get into like a cool flashback. Like, I don't know. I, that's a more maybe a hope, but I actually am expecting it. Yes. Now, once Ahsoka leaves this place, which I'm assuming she will, do you think this is where we get the whole uh, Gandalf the White thing, where she's? Because she's obvi obviously a very strong force being. She has this connection to the good part of the force, the yep. daughter. Um, does Ahsoka eventually also become a Mortis God? I think that's the best outcome for her. Uh, I, I think this character is so beloved at this point that like doing something like that with her and with Anakin yeah. is, is so special. I would even, you know what I would honestly really think would be cool is if they, they made Luke the third Mortis God. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Like, because if, say, Anakin is one of them, Right, yeah, is one of them. Who's the third? Right, because there's three, and if Anakin is the brother, uh, she's the sister. Who's the father? You know what I mean? Like that's super interesting, and maybe maybe they tease. I'm not sure if Luke would be the right choice here. To be honest with you, um, I, I just in my mind, just because we literally had like it had nothing to do with Luke or whatever, but like it's just because Luke, like we've never seen him interact, you know, with any of these things, um. And maybe you do that in future projects and then you kind of get there eventually. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm talking in the long run. I'm definitely yeah. not talking in, the, in this show because Luke's alive, right? And he's like really yeah. alive at this point. Would, so would someone like Yoda make sense or would it be like a future, a future person or whatever? Um, maybe they're, you know, maybe the eventually it's just Ahsoka and, and Anakin for a while. Like we're talking like future, future. Yeah, 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 like no, and, like if, if Anakin, like Ahsoka still has plenty of life to live. Um, yeah, yeah, but she but, might not even die before Re yeah. Rise of Skywalker. So like we, we yes. don't know. Exactly. I'm just thinking like future. Maybe maybe they explain in this episode that this is, you know, this is your purpose here. Um, You still have plenty of life left to live. But um, in your future, this is where, you know, your place will be. Um, mm. And I feel like that would be a cool place to take things for yeah. a character was, as special as Ahsoka. Yeah. So when it comes to Anakin in this sequence, 
uh, I, I, we might have already mentioned it, but do you actually think this is him? That is a really interesting question. I, I, I can't decide. That's why I'm asking you because I, I kind of want you to sway me. <laughs> um, no, that that's that's super interesting. I think that's the question, right? I, exactly. I think that's the number one question that people are probably asking, um, you know, as episode five opens. Is that really Anakin? Um, because we, we did talk about, you know, maybe it's someone posing as him to try to manipulate Ahsoka um, and get, you know, her trust. Um, but it's also like, you know, I didn't expect you to, I didn't expect to see you so soon. It's such an interesting thing to say because he's obviously dead at this point. And he, um, we know he's a forest ghost that looks like Hayden Christensen. Like, it's not yes. like except the old forest ghost at the end of Return of the Jedi. Like, we know the forest ghost looks like Hayden. And he kind of looks like a forest ghost, right? He like looks this. like a young, he looks like a younger version, right? He's, he, he, he is in his Revenge of the Sith look. And that's what he looked like at the end of Return of the Jedi. Yes. In, the, in the newer ones, and yes, you're right. You're right. You're right. Not everybody loves that. I love it, but well, that's when Anakin died, right? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like that is Anakin when he was Anakin, and this is what he looks like. So, is this just straight up Force Ghost Anakin? If it is, honestly, that's what I want more than anything. I've been wanting to see Anakin as a Force Ghost for like ten years, so <laughs> <laughs> that I'll be super happy. But you know, I think no, that might enough. be too simple. Yeah, a lot of people were very mad we didn't like. We probably should have seen him in when Luke died. We should have. But once we didn't see him when Luke died, I felt like it made no sense to bring him later on for Kylo, um, because why wouldn't he? Why wouldn't he have showed up for fucking Luke? Luke right. So um, he should of, have. I think that was one of that was a major miss. Yeah, but kind of know. unfortunate. And maybe you know people weren't sure how you know Hayden's return would be how people would receive that. But uh, yeah. I think, I think it's now very obvious that Hayden is very much beloved. Oh, he is universe. getting his respect that he deserves for sure. Okay. There's, there's, there's a few other things I wanted to talk about. So um, we should get to that. Uh, we could yeah. ramble on forever about this whole mortar stuff, but I feel like it's, it's better to actually just see what happens and then fucking talk about it afterwards. So mm-hmm. um, Hera's sure. next move here. Um, do you think this is where she potentially um, puts a team together? She says, Fucking, we are in for one right now. Let's fucking. We need to fucking get more people. Uh, that would make sense because they don't know where they went. Uh, for in her mind, maybe Sabine and Ahsoka are both dead. Um, Hu Yang is he has enough knowledge where I think he would even be suggesting to get some people together for sure. Uh, I think that's that is the next move. I don't know how they get to the other galaxy though. I don't know how they would get there. Yeah, unless I, I, Thrawn comes back and brings Ezra back, but yeah. I don't so know. That one clip in the trailer where we see him, he is in that ring in that ship that they yes, see we're in. Um, so that is literally, I believe, the only thing in the trailer we haven't seen yet. And I fucking love that so much because there is so much unknown here. A whole um, half of a show. Whole half of a show where we literally know nothing except we know we're seeing Thrawn. And literally we're, the we're only thing. We're probably even gonna see Thrawn this week, if I'm honest. Like Yeah, I, I would assume so. I, I feel like it might end with that, with him showing up and then i think going into episode six we're all going to be like well where's ezra and that's when we're going to see Ezra kind of thing so i i agree like the next move is probably like this episode coming up is definitely going to be mostly about ahsoka i think and then we'll probably see thrawn and then we might quickly see hera say like you said her plan uh, i think that's kind of where we're going here for sure um i think too we're probably leading we are very evidently leading to a sabine and ezra uh reunion here definitely um that's going to be a difficult conversation because Ezra will obviously be very happy to see her, but 
when Sabine eventually tells her, I'm the reason I, I enabled Thrawn's return. Um, after after Ezra fought so hard to be to punish him to the other side or to trap him on the other side, that's obviously like Ezra's going to be very happy to see Sabine. Um, and I feel like that's that much is evident, but it's going to be a very difficult conversation to have between the two of them, and it will probably cause you know some sort of conflict there. Agreed. And I think that'll be a good conflict. Like I, I think just having them be happy, a happy go lucky when he comes back is kind of just generic. Like adding a little bit of depth to this would be, uh, would give us, you know, something to kind of look forward oh, I to. I completely agree. In terms of their character interaction. Did you have anything else you wanted to talk about? Just quickly, I guess. Mostly like just like what I'm hoping for, you know, like I'm, I'm hoping we see Clone Wars flashbacks. I, I'm hoping they do a team up with, with Hera, uh, I want to see Captain Rex. I want to see Callus, and I want to see Zeb return. Yeah, some people are saying like if we get a Clone Wars flashback, maybe that's where we see Rex. That would be good enough for me. Like, yeah, I I would still have the goosebumps. That's good enough for because Rex might just be dead at this point of old age. Yeah, but, like like we said, like he's eight, he'd be eighty two right now, right? So, and I'm sure they could pull it off. Just put makeup on Tim, you know, a beard. Yeah, but, you could definitely do that with prosthetics and makeup. I, I think they would, but we'll see. I, I'm just. I'm dying to see him. I know everybody, a lot of people are too. It's not just me. So <laughs> I want to see Kalos. I want to see Zeb. Uh, I want to know what's going on with Anakin. And I'm excited to see Balon interact with Thrawn. I think that's something that's really That exciting. could be super, super interesting. I agree. Special even. You know what I mean? Yeah. Something I'm looking forward to. Absolutely. So I'm, I think we're both very excited for, for next week. Uh, Tuesday cannot come fast enough. I, I honestly, this week, forgot it was Tuesday and I had the episode spoiled for me. So what I did is I set myself an alarm for 8.50 p.m. every <laughs> Tuesday. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh my um, god. Because so, I, I spoiled that Anakin was in the episode on Twitter. I was like, what the fuck? I was like, what happened? I was like, holy fuck, it's Tuesday. I was watching baseball. I was like, what the oh fuck? Oh my god. It's not even football or anything. <laughs> no, I was like, I'm watching the Jays. They're embarrassing me. And god. yeah, and then I, one of my guys, one of my friends who I uh, talk about football with, he's like, yeah, seeing Anakin was great. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I even called him out. I was like, dude, you just spoiled it for me. Oh god, that's amazing. Uh, uh, but but I, 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 uh, I had my fantasy football draft at the same time, so I had it at eight thirty on Tuesday. Yeah. Um, and so I just avoided Twitter, and I was like, that was a good I'm idea. Not, I'm not even, I'm not even gonna load Twitter right now. Um, and so you know, whenever the draft was over, I went and watched it immediately, and fucking was Perfect. just <laughs> mind blown. Yeah, Mind as blood. soon as nine hits on Tuesday, this upcoming Tuesday, I am dropping everything. <laughs> and no one would blame you. No, and not a soul would blame me. <laughs> okay, did you, uh, you good with me rapping here? I think we talked for quite a while now about this episode. Um, totally. So that brings us to the end of this episode of the Movie Multiverse Podcast. Next week, Steven and I will have a review for Ahsoka. Ahsoka? Ahsoka, Ahsoka. <laughs> episode 5 so thanks for listening and have a good week everyone that'll do it for this episode of the movie multiverse podcast if you like this episode feel free to leave a 5 star review on whatever podcast platform you're listening to if you know anyone who might like this show feel free to share it with them so we can grow our podcast audience follow us on twitter at movie multipod you can follow Steven at your uncle Steven, and you can follow me at Gab underscore Chartier. Thanks for listening, and have a good week, everyone.